Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Anxiety Sucks. Hello, Maddie, and welcome Amanda back. Welcome What's back. Amanda. <laughs> I'm finally back. Yes, you, you're our first guest of our season. Mm-hmm. Season I'm three. So yeah, it's we very have some exciting. more guests coming up. We do. But, but we're super stoked that our first guest is the lovely Amanda. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, no, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I'll keep yeah. coming back if you keep buttering me up like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and today we're gonna be talking about panic attacks and like what they are, um, our experiences with them because we've all kind of experienced one at least, probably more for all of us too. Um, and just like I don't know the aftermath of it, and yeah, I guess just panic attacks in general so does anyone want to like go start basically like anyone start with their story or anything you want to say about panic attacks while we begin um I think for me I've I can count on one hand like how many I've had um but when I do have them it's kind of like um very much a uh the world is caving in on me and I don't know what to do and um I think I'm one of the lucky few who can say that I can count them on one hand for like I I know that sometimes they're a lot more common for other people but at least for me I um it happens when like uh when there's already a lot of things building up and I already have a lot of things that I'm anxious about and then there's kind of like that one trigger that sends me over the edge and that's when I kind of can't control my crying or my um you know my heart like my heart racing I feel Mm -hmm. like I get like sort of like I can't breathe and like you know I know Amanda you were saying like it kind of happens in your chest Mm -hmm. um and uh and it like I guess the best word is like it's like kind of suffocating at least for um I don't know for me like it it lasts anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes about I would guess Mm um I never timed it but that's what I that's what I guess always like feels like eternity too yeah, it yeah. I was oh, gonna yeah. say that it feels a lot longer it feels yeah. like you're never gonna get out of this and like yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah that's kind of been my experience with it and it didn't really start until um until like I left for college and I was kind of on my own like mm-hmm. I, I I never got them in high school um but when I was Yeah, I think part of the reason why I felt so anxious was like me being feeling alone and like there was nothing, no, nothing anyone else could do to help me or um, like I was helpless, basically, you know. Yeah, Uh, I, I also like, I also haven't had that many panic attacks, like I probably could count on one hand too, like you were saying, Maddie, how many I've had, but um it's usually like for me, it like starts with just an overwhelming sense of anxiety. Like I get so, so anxious. And then, and I don't even know if it's like 
specifically just a bunch of things have been building up for me to feel like that or sometimes like if I know I'm gonna have like a kind of a hard conversation with someone like I'll get so Um, anxious about it you know and then as I'm thinking about it and I'm just like preparing for it and it just like I build it up way too much in my head and I get Mm -hmm. so so anxious that that's when one can happen for me too um so I don't know I've had like very different experiences with like each panic attack I've had but it usually for me it's always like an uncontrollable sense of crying like I cannot stop crying at all and I'm always like shaking like my whole body is like in trembles and that feeling is like it's really scary that like your (laughs) body is like you know what like that's scary like yeah and it's like you feel like like, yeah. yeah and you feel like you've like lot like you can't breathe you know and it just like yeah. everything is so like intense and you just I feel like it's like your body's like going in like overdrive almost but like in, the, in an anxious way and you're just like and you're just like oh my god like you can't you can't control it it's so uncontrollable and it's like the it's just the worst feeling like oh yeah. yeah what do you think um I feel like I think at this point I probably have a little bit more than one hand. <laughs> um but I was the same way. I I don't ever remember having anything like this throughout high school. Um and I feel like mine started I think the first like really one that stands out to me was probably when I was like 21. I think around then. Um it was like my first one I think was when I was at work. Um, which was so enjoyable, um, (laughs) you know, and, and it was one of those, like, I was just working and then all of a sudden I, which as our like pre warm up talk here and talking about caffeine probably was a nice big trigger for that. Cause I was already stressed out and drinking way too much caffeine. So my heart rate was already going and up. And then, yeah, I, I all of a sudden just felt like I couldn't breathe and I was breaking down and you know, had to like run into the back room just to cry. I was, you know, like heavy breathing. Cause it's always like, for me, it's always in my chest, um, where I have this like intense tightness and, and I like all of a sudden I'm just like gasping for air. Um, mm-hmm. and for me, luckily, like I had a coworker on shift who, um, actually like it's happened to her a couple of times. So she was able to, you know, kind of like help me out and just, you know, tell me like, oh, we'll just try putting like your head between your knees to kind of calm down and, you know, take a minute. So I, at least for that first one, I had someone there to, to kind of help guide me a little bit through it. Um, but yeah, after that, like I noticed I get them a lot when, you know, there is a lot going on in my life and my like stress levels are just completely out of whack. Um, and then there's times where I get them and it feels like it's just like out of nowhere, out of the blue where everything's fine and dandy. And then it's like, Whoa, why is my chest tightening up? Mm-hmm. Um, why, why am I freaking out? Like I have no reason to right now. Um, but then I feel like you, your mind goes on that spiral cause you're trying to identify what's, what's the cause of it. So you're like, okay, let's think of yeah. every bad thing or everything that could possibly be stressful. Yeah. and let's just play this on a loop and examine them so also I feel like whenever I kind of sense one maybe starting or like I just am feeling so anxious I get anxious about how anxious I am which makes me anxious and so then I'm like 
I'm just really like, and then I start to like focus in on like what, because sometimes it's like, like you're getting down on yourself for, because sometimes it's like, oh, maybe my stomach is hurting or like I can't breathe or my chest is hurting or whatever. And then I start focusing in that. And then I'm like, why is this hurting? And then I think I'm, you know, and then it's just like a spiral down from there of just like being anxious at being anxious, which is the worst combo yes. <laughs> recipe. Yeah. And it's also, you're like getting down on yourself for you're like, oh my God, like, why am I freaking mm-hmm. out like this? You know? Yeah. But, um, Amanda, I have a question. You were saying that like you have to like like because sometimes you're maybe like your mind and body aren't connected like that. So your body will start having the panic attack, but your mind hasn't really like mm-hmm. doesn't really know why or doesn't really understand why. Or um like do you think that like have you is that always the like source of your panic attack? Like you never really have that like like you figure it you there you obviously know why eventually yeah. but it's like it's not like you're thinking about it and then you start to yeah so it it depends so if there is something like something that's going on in my mind um because like, there's a couple instances where I could go yeah that this is what was happening I started kind of spiraling and and freaking out and going yeah. over and over and over so that's what caused it um because I couldn't figure out how to sh- shut it down um and then there are right. other times where like um like I I can't figure out and I still like I have no idea what caused it where I you know like I was out at a soccer game and was perfectly fine having a great day and all of a sudden I like started feeling my chest tighten up and was like, why, why are we doing this right now? Like, and then I spent the whole game, like trying to just calm myself down. So I never went like over the edge, but it was like, now I can't enjoy myself at this game because I'm sitting here. I can't talk to anyone because I need to like focus inward on just trying to calm myself down. I'm trying to do breathing techniques. I've got like my headphones in listening to meditations to help remind me to do my breathing techniques. And yeah, it was like, I like, couldn't tell you what the trigger was that day. So yeah, sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's easier. Like after the fact, like you said, of I I can identify it once I've cooled down and I can figure it out. Sometimes I I totally know what brought it on. Um, And then, yeah, other times it just like comes out of nowhere and you're like, what what are we doing? What are we doing here? (laughs) I would like to live my Saturday. Can we just, can you go away? (laughs) (laughs) I like, oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. You finished. I was just saying, I was like, I didn't account for you today. Yeah. (laughs) I got other things I got to get done. (laughs) Um, I remember like maybe a year ago, or a little bit, it was, it was Christmas. I remember this is when this happened and I had a panic attack and, but I was with, um, like not necessarily like, I mean, these people, like they're my family, but they're like, not like blood related to me. Um, and I had a panic attack that day about what I don't really remember, but I remember I was just like in someone else's house and kind of funny we were just talking about how you like to like be in your own space on Christmas day. But I was like at this um, or maybe this was the day after Christmas or something. Uh, I just remember it was, it was around Christmas cause it was like a Christmas breakfast. Anyways, I started getting a panic attack 
at this breakfast and I'm just with all these people that I know, but like, I don't know very well, but I, you know, there's a few that I know very well. And my mom like is sort of like sending me like start shaking. Cause it's like the one thing I do. And I'm like trying to hold back all my tears because like, I don't want to to do it in front of people is so hard. Like you can't have a panic attack in front of people. You just can't. And so I went outside with my mom and you know, she tried to help me like calm down, but then I just felt so like, I felt so guilty for having a panic, panic attack at someone else's house. And I thought they would like, never want me to come back over. Like I thought, you know, it's just like all the anxious thoughts you get and you're that are worthless states of mind as Maddie likes to say. So, um, that was just like, I don't know if you guys have ever felt like that, where you like feel guilty for having one because it's like, affecting other people even though it's like not and even though I like went outside and like no one really saw what was happening like I still felt so guilty about it Mm -hmm. yeah which is so messed up that you can make yourself feel guilty for something like that yeah you know yeah for me it's like the times where if I get them because of work Mm -hmm. um I, I, yeah, I feel like I have to play it off. Like, no, 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 I'm totally fine. Like it's, it was yeah. no big deal. Like I, I can't, I feel, I feel worse, like giving into it. Like I, I think like, yeah, I, I, I cause I, I vividly remember having one at my last job and that was cause that boss made me like, oh my God, she was so triggering. And it was one of those, like every five minutes, she was like pinging me about something else and something else and something else. Mm-hmm. So it was just building, building, building. And I like broke down, but I have to like hold it together because I'm in charge of this whole thing. And so I have to like deal with other people. And so it's that like quick, like you need to like buck up and get over this because you need to do your job. But yeah, yeah it makes you feel worse because you, you're kind of like talking down to yourself. Like, how can you let this affect you like it? But mm-hmm. it, it does. It, it's, yeah. it's too much. Totally. And especially like, you know, women have always been criticized for not being able to separate their emotions from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from like, that's, you know, men are always like, well, you're too emotional, so you can't be CEO. And it's yeah. like, well, men I don't get know. so that's also a reason why, like, <laughs> like, I've, I've never had it happen to me at work, but I feel like if it did, that would give me, oh my God, no. You guys, I actually have had one at work. Okay, so the reason why is because I had stayed up all night the night before uh, writing a paper that I obviously procrastinated until the very last minute. <laughs> and Brian, I think I've told you this story before. I think, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I show up to work and like the first two hours I was like I got this like I could pull an all-nighter like look at me go and then uh I gave the I gave someone's food to like the wrong person and I was like oh my god like and for some reason I just got so mad at myself for doing that I was like why did you stay up all like late last night like why like now you're messing up at work now like your boss is gonna think that you're a bad worker like this is like and you know on that's just Mm -hmm. so then I started so then I started crying and I realized I was crying and I was like oh my god no so I ran to the bathroom and I was in there for probably like 30 minutes just 
sobbing, crying, being like, I don't know what to do because I can't stop crying and I don't want to go back out. I don't want anyone to see me. And um, and I didn't have my phone. So I couldn't like text anyone where everybody was probably just like, where did Maddie go? Like, what? <laughs> and, um, uh, and so then I ran around. You can like go the back way. And then I grabbed my purse and I ran to the parking lot and I was just sit- sitting outside my car. I text my boss and I was like, can you meet me in the parking lot? And I'm bawling, crying. And I'm just like... I can't do this like I need to go home and she's like go home I'm like oh my god what are you doing just go and I was like okay and then I left uh, and then I slept for and this is not an exaggeration uh 14 15 hours straight just yeah. completely straight um which obviously I needed sleep and yeah. um yeah. yeah but anyways I remember after that I was so embarrassed because I cried at work and I was like, I don't want like people to know that I cried at work. Like that's so embarrassing to me for some reason. Like, and I was like, what? But like looking at it now, I'm like, why was I so like? It's not. This is your body. Like, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't have stayed out all night the night before, or like stayed up writing that paper. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I think part of the reason why I was so mad at myself was because I had let myself get so emotional and it's like yeah well and right there like you know once you did finally were able to tell your boss like they were totally fine with it so that weird built up in our heads of just like oh my gosh I that weird shame around it like you can't show emotion like this yeah at that point like it is like very raw emotions because you have very little control over what your body is doing to release that stress right and that makes us feel so guilty but yet most people are really understanding that yeah no I've I've been there (laughs) like I can agree with you on the all-nighters I've done the same thing and been like just a mess the next day right yeah I think also like in an unfortunate sense sometimes your body having a panic attack is kind of its way of telling you like you're not ready to do something or you're not ready for something that maybe you're stressing out about you know and it's like 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 for example the one panic attack that I had like last year around Christmas I do remember why it was happening it's because I was about to have a really tough conversation with someone and I really didn't want to have that conversation nor see them Mm -hmm. and I think my body having a panic attack or like me having a panic attack was like my body's way of telling me like you're not ready for this like you are not healed you're not ready for this conversation and that's okay like there's no problem with that in any way um so in a way I was like a little bit like thankful afterward after the fact of having like having one but I mean it's like a really terrible way of my body telling me like you should not be doing this you know what I mean yeah Yeah. so yeah they're not they're not fun (laughs) they are not fun How would you guys, like, how, what ways do you best cope with it? Or, like, how do you kind of work through it once you do start having one? Write it it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's no other method. Um, If I, if it's one of those, I can feel it coming on or I can feel it build. Um, I try and, like, take a step back from whatever I'm doing. I guess for me, like, cause it, cause it's always in my chest and it's always like affects how I breathe. 
then I have to like really focus on like intentional breathing, if that makes sense. So like going, okay, you're going to breathe in real deep and try and like fill, fill all the air and then make sure you breathe it all out. Cause I think I, I start like shallow breathing. So, um, try and make it very intentional. I try and focus in on my breath. And then usually it's like, I'm trying to like, I, I do this a lot. I don't know if you can see on the zoom, but like I push on my chest. Cause it's like, I'm trying mm. to work out in my brain. It's like, work out the knot that's there holding yeah. it all together. Um, and then if I'm not able to do it, cause you know, breathing's hard <laughs> when you're <laughs> freaking out. Um, you know, then I, I have like a couple saved, um, like meditations in a way, but they're like to deal with panic attacks. So it's usually just someone on the other side, like telling me when to breathe in and out. Um, so that way I just have that voice in my head and not my spiraling thoughts of, you know, whatever it is that I'm going through in that moment. Um, cause those thoughts right. are not nice. So yeah. I try and find other thoughts to replace it with or distract myself. Um, is usually how, if it's like, if it's too far gone and there's no way, like point of no return, it's kind of the same of Maddie of like, I got to kind of write it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually like for me, I like to be a little bit more alone when I do it. I know some people like, like the company or have, you know, that calming, but for me, I'd rather like, I'd rather be by myself. And so, or I'm like trying to shock my system. So like for me, I'll usually like hop in and take a cold shower to try and like just yeah. distract or or have a new sensation happening. So I'm not focused on the, the fact that I can't breathe. Yeah. I get that like the shocking your body. I mean, what I do is I always like between my pointer thumb, my my pointer finger and my thumb, my pointer thumb. <laughs> I <laughs> um I like, you know, I always like massage like those um pressure points. Mm-hmm. And then I always kind of like just like makes me feel something that's like other than like panicking you know it's like a deep feeling of like not like pain but like you know it's like a massage so kind of pain um and that like isn't like necessarily like stop the panic attack but it does kind of help me help ground me back to like you're just you know this is just something that's going on and like you're not this isn't really like even though it's happening it's not like like you're gonna get through it I guess is what I'm trying to say um also, like, like you were saying that you need to be alone. I like to have someone there who's not like really saying anything, but more just like kind of what you were saying, like you like to listen to someone tell you when to breathe. And mm-hmm. I like hearing that. But like, I think I just like also just like the company of someone just being there rather than not like them talking to me being like, you know, you're going to be okay. Like, I just like need someone there just being like, you should breathe, you should breathe, you know, like reminding me to focus on my breath. And like, I guess telling me that I will get over it eventually is helpful. <laughs> yeah. So like going outside. Yeah. Yes. Has helped me in the past. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like, I don't know. I am i don't consider myself a claustrophobic person, but I feel like when I am having an yeah. anxiety attack or a panic attack, I will be like, I need to get outside right now and I cannot be in this space any longer, you know? Yeah, for sure. You ever get that, like, I guess, pent up energy where you're like, I just need to like move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. get the like I get the nervous paces going around the house. So like I just yeah. need to like keep moving. If I can keep moving, I might like stay ahead of it. That's but, so but. that is so true. I didn't even realize like I totally do the, the same thing. I'm always pacing back and forth. Even when I just get really anxious about something, I'm like the biggest pacer. Like around the house we go. <laughs> yes. In yeah. Mary Like I but have I mean, to keep moving. Like the biggest thing that you were, you were even saying, Brian, of like, it's just finding something to ground you back. Cause I think like when your thoughts are going like that, you feel almost like outside of your body, mm-hmm. like yeah. you're feeling what's happening to you. But when your mind is spiraling like that, it's, it's really weird of like, you feel almost like dissociating. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you feel very like outside. You're only focused in these like thoughts that are just going in circles because there's never an actual ending or a solution to anything. Right. But you're you're gonna follow that ride and and until you can kind of come back to I don't know, almost embracing the feelings like your body's going through that mm-hmm. it it helps. It helps kind of put that stop yeah. to it. That's so true. I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like I don't know. I feel like whenever you're just like, you're going through it, like, like you guys were saying, like writing it out, even though as much as it sucks, like it does help the most of just like letting your body do what it needs to do. And like listening to your body of whatever it needs to do without the worst of the states of mind being like, I can't breathe right now. You know what I mean? Like not that just trying to focus like on whatever your body needs in order for you to like get out of it, I think is really helpful too of like, okay, like my body is shaking. Like, why is it shaking? I don't know. Just like trying to like check in with yourself. But I know that's like so hard to do while you're having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like, yeah, keeping things manageable. So yeah, when we're saying write it out, it's it it's also like we're writing it out, but we're doing things to help us feel better at the same time. So it's not so out of control. Um, yeah. Or putting, Another one like, for me, putting drinking- ourselves in that safe space so we can, you know, yeah. handle it. Yeah. Another one for me is drinking like really cold water and like just chugging really cold water. I think it's also kind of what you were saying, like just shocking yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I have this like thing in my head that like water will fix all my problems. Like it literally <laughs> like I mean, it's it <laughs> yeah, it can. And if you're like dehydrated or anything, like just having enough water in your system, like cannot hurt. So I sometimes will like go to water and I was just like, I need water. And like outside what you're saying, like being outside. We're just plants. I think that's actually such a huge part of it is like taking care of your body. Like, like you were saying, Amanda, with like having too much caffeine or like, you know, maybe you were really dehydrated because our mind and body are like so connected like that. And I don't know. I just feel like I feel like, I don't know, this is my hypothesis, like eating really well, drinking a lot of water would maybe have an impact or would, would, would maybe decrease the, um, Mm -hmm. the amount of panic attacks you have or the, you know, that's my hypothesis. I feel like that's true. (laughs) And to your point, like even just like how we naturally as humans deal with stress and anxiety. Cause we all have, we all deal with it from time to time. Um, as I like always teach, I mean, it's what makes us human. So you can't absolutely like get rid of it, 
But when it's worse than me, like that's what I start noticing. Like I start, maybe I'm not eating as much as I should. Like I'm definitely not sleeping. That's the first thing that goes of my yeah. stress. It's like out the window. I just stop sleeping yeah. and it's awful. And, and after so many nights of having like really terrible sleep and I'm not eating enough, I'm definitely never drinking enough water. I am the worst offender of that one. Mm. Um, you know, things just start to break down and I'm not able to handle or cope with what is just my daily stress. And then that's when it usually will offset. Like I, I just can't handle it anymore. And my yeah. body goes, you need to shut it down and start over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Lack of sleep is definitely like, like if I kind of have you know, some, cause like, I don't know when you are like stressed about something for like periods of time, like maybe you can kind of sense like one is going to happen, but sometimes what you were saying, like, they'll just kind of spur up they come at you and you were not expecting it at all, like at all. Mm-hmm. Those ones for me is usually because I did not sleep the night before. Like I pulled like an all nighter, like Maddie and like, I'm a mess the next day. And I just have, I've had to take my step back from doing all nighters anymore because I can't do them anymore or else I, I spiral really, really, really badly. Yeah. So yeah, after I-, I had that, or wait, no, go for it. Go, go for it. Okay. I was just saying after I had that one at my work, I remember Googling like no sleep, why I feel this way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And um it's because like your amygdala, the thing in your somewhere in your brain, it's the it's like one of the um <clears throat> main uh it controls your um your emotions and your um like fear levels and your like aggression levels mm-hmm. and stuff and when you don't get enough sleep your amygdala goes out of whack completely out of whack and um it stops doing its job correctly so you know just like yeah. that's yeah. some science for you there like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna add to your science lesson here because yeah yes. how we how we deal with stress and anxiety is very much back to like our caveman days of it's what kept us alive because we would, it would give you that burst of energy to either get out of a situation or fight your way out of it. um, If you perceived any sort of threat, but because we're not being chased by some saber toothed tigers on the regular, you know, our stress and our like things that we're fighting through look like, you know, sitting in morning traffic or handling a big test or things like that. And since you can't physically fight or run away from it, you have to kind of learn how to process all that extra energy um, in a different way. And so, yeah, when I am taking care of myself, I'm able to actually cope or process it and I can just move on with my day. Yeah. Um, Well, it takes some work. I also like really struggle with, with that because I struggle with anxiety a lot. So um, it's not the easiest thing to do, but when I'm actually on top of what I need to do, I can manage it better. But yeah, if I'm letting things go and I'm, I'm really starting to let it build and build and build, it's like a volcano and it's going to erupt. Like I can't, yeah. I can't handle, or I can't do my normal things to, mm-hmm. you know, to cope with it. Yeah. I just feel like when, when one does come, like come at you, you just like, I don't know you know in like movies when they like like one how do I explain this this sounds kind of stupid now that I'm saying this out loud (laughs) but it kind of just feels like you're genuinely the only person on this world and there's nothing that can help you does that make sense 
Yeah. 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 But I, I had a different way of going, but that is basically what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> yeah. It, it's because your brain is, is pumping full of, at least for me, it's because my brain is just going in endless circle of like really, really bad thoughts, or I'm thinking of everything I possibly could have done wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like throwing it back in my face. So even if the issue was something over, like something really simple, that probably wouldn't normal, like affect me. But because I'm in this state now, it's like, okay, you forgot to do this. Well, now because of that, you didn't, you didn't do this. And now because of that, it's going to happen like this. And you're going to have X, Y, and Z happen to you because of these things. And right. it's, it's awful. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. it really sucks. And the, and like, not to mention just like having one sex, but then like the aftermath of having one. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, it's not fun. That's for sure. For me, it always is like, I'm completely numb. Like I will be completely emotionless. I have like nothing left in me to say, like converse with people. Like I cannot do anything afterwards. I just like need to sit down or lay down and like either take a nap or just like sit in silence. Like there is not much that can help me like afterwards. Like if it's a really bad one, I just like need to just be on my own and just like feel the numbness for a little bit. <laughs> and feel that splitting headache you have from crying so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your puffy eyes from also crying yeah. so much. Yep. Yeah. But being able to breathe is a good thing. Like that is what I focus on when like after one. And I'm just like grateful that I like am alive still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a duel there of like, you're so relieved to be out of it um, and so happy, but because like your emotions were on just such the far end of the spectrum that it's tiring. I mean, yeah, I'm like exhausted afterwards of like, I just ran a 5k marathon and like, yeah. I can't, I need a minute to recoup after this. Yeah. 100%. It's so weird. Cause like, even if it's like, you're, I mean, you're not like exhausting your body, like outwardly like doing like physical movement obviously but just like your brain just going so fast and like you're just spiraling so much it really does exhaust you and like you are so tired afterwards and you cannot like fathom doing anything for the rest of the day <laughs> like Maddie you probably like couldn't fathom the t like going back into work after that I'm assuming like no like yeah. which no. is why you were like I need to go home <laughs> because it it was like it was the, I, it was the craziest feeling because I had had a panic attack before that, but in this one, be, probably because I got literally no sleep the night before, I was so, I was so shocked at the fact that I could not stop crying for anything, like, yeah. and it was like, and it was like I wasn't even like, like sobbing in that way like I was at first but like when I stopped kind of like sobbing it was like the tears were still like coming and yeah. coming and com and it was like what is going on right now like I had absolutely no control it yeah. was it, I was it was shocking like I never felt anything like that before yeah. so yeah um and so it was like yeah I couldn't go back to work because like I was like super stressed out and I felt so embarrassed that I was 
crying at work I felt I was so mad at myself for messing up that order which is like the dumbest thing ever like when you work in the restaurant business you mess up an order at least once a day like that just happens um or maybe it doesn't and I'm just (laughs) 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 there are people in the restaurant industry are like no like (laughs) but you know you know it happens um but yeah I can tell uh, you I've messed up drinks plenty of times (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) um but and that one so I think probably the reason why I forgot about it was because I don't know I didn't like count it as one because it was like I just blamed it entirely on getting no sleep mm-hmm. but in other experiences I've had it's been more of there's like one thing that kind of always seems to um kind of trigger me like there's one specific trigger um and it is usually just um feeling I mean I guess kind of like what you're saying Brian, like feeling alone like mm-hmm. like um like there's no one else that could possibly help you in any way and yeah so that's why I think also like when I'm experiencing that I like um I don't like to be alone because I like to have someone there to yeah be like, it's okay yeah. like you know yeah. um but someone that is like really like my mom basically is yeah. Like, yeah yeah actually it's just my mom like I'd like yeah. my mom, <laughs> you know no I um, feel like I mean thankfully my mom has been there for like my worst one I would say so that was super helpful but yeah I kind of just basically trust my mom to be like what like to help me out <laughs> to get me yeah. through it yeah uh, because it, it is it's so it's so upsetting how much we get embarrassed by crying in front of other people. And it's, you know, or like when you're just in such distress and you're like showing that side of yourself to other people. And I think it's just like, you know, we don't want to, we, I feel like everyone to an extent, like puts up a front to like the world, like they're not going to, no one's going to like fully be raw emotion like the first time you meet someone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah. not what's going to happen. Like everyone's a little fake in their life if they have to be, um, yeah. because they don't want to show people. I think that's just like, you know, there's stigma around it. And like, that's why people do it. But it is so sad that like, we can show people we're happy. Like, why can't we show people we're sad too? Cause it happens to everyone. Like it truly, truly happens to everyone and everyone gets stressed out. Everyone gets into like, anxious at some point like why can't we show that to other people like it's it is a little bit ridiculous like we can only show us being happy but we can't show any of the other emotions and it's like no we can we can even though I know it's so hard and it is embarrassing but like it's only embarrassing because we're thinking it's embarrassing it's not actually embarrassing yeah I'm thinking of a. it's okay to feel it's okay to feel yeah a little drop the name in I think that's our other podcast that's just that weird I I mean even think like how we are today with social media I mean you really only want to highlight the good what's positive what's going right in your life and you don't feel like you can be truly honest of how things are going and even to strangers I mean they wouldn't care how you're actually feeling but what's our automatic response of like oh I'm good I'm fine Mm-hmm. things are great but if you actually stop and was like yeah no I'm not doing great right now it's always like oh well I don't know what to do with that information yeah and I think people get uncomfortable by like 
you being like, oh, I'm not okay right now. They get uncomfortable. So then like, it's just uncomfortable on both ends because you're like, well, why did you just say that you're uncomfortable? But like you asked me. And so like, that's the answer I have for you. But now you're getting uncomfortable by my answer. Like, you know, it's just like not a great feeling. I think yeah. you just like, you need to normalize like saying like, no, I'm not doing okay today. And like, just moving on from it. Like we say like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Which I think, yeah, the more we the more we start talking or normalizing, like we can talk about our emotions and our feelings, then I think we could get there mm-hmm. with it and maybe not feel ashamed if you are like struggling with panic attacks. Cause I mean, it happens. And even if you're, you know, don't have this as like a diagnosis, it's still something you can experience when things just get super overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it isn't anything to be ashamed of. But yeah, Yeah. I think we just have that notion that we can't, we have to just kind of like be robots and power through and, you know, nothing should affect us, but it does. I mean, we're humans. It it happens. So true. So I I do love, speaking of anxiety, have you guys seen the Inside Out 2 trailer? Yes. Anxiety is the new. So they've got new emotions. And so anxiety is one of the big new emotions that's happening. And is going to be the focus of the new film. Oh my God. When does it come out soon? I think like next year or something. I don't know. Or 2025, maybe. It says 2024. So sometime in 2024. (laughs) I'm so excited though for it. I cannot wait for that movie. Inside Out is one of my favorite like Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, So I'm really, 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 really excited about it. You know what I've been watching? So I got all into the show 911, which basically follows like fire department and police in LA. So I binged through it. I got no episodes. I was like, dang, what am I going to do now? Well, they have a Texas version, Lone Star. So I've been watching that, um, which is so funny because it's got Rob Lowe is like the main guy in it, but he okay. is such, I have never seen like some sort of like, procedural type drama talk about mental health so much like oh my God. anyway so I've been watching 911 Lone Star and they talk so much about mental health like almost every single episode which is like unreal especially in like this is supposed to be about firefighters like they're big rough tough you know but the episodes I was watching last night like Rob Lowe is like well we should have more like plants and we should be the ones taking care of them because it's good for your mental wellness. Like we should be really thinking about our mental wellness. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then one of the firefighters has a lot of like bad things that have happened in his childhood, a lot of trauma that's happened. And it showed like how he met his wife. And it was because he called like a helpline. Now for them in Texas, it was a prayer line, but he called the helpline to just, Hey, I'm struggling and I need someone to talk to. And at first it was really hard. He didn't want to open up. And he's like, this is silly. I don't know why I'm calling. I should be able to like, keep this all together. And, you know, he found he, he called it more and more now, you know, met his wife that way. So, you know, storyline had to, had to meet, but I thought it was really cool that they brought that up as an option. And the lady that handed it to him was like, you know, you guys see so much and deal with so much. You need someone to listen to you. Like you need, you need someone to be in your corner because you're here for everyone else. Like I absolutely love that this show. I mean, it was showing like what PTSD can look like for, for them or someone in that dealing with, you know, going to therapy. Like it's so 
open and welcoming about it. I'm actually like, I've been really impressed watching the show of like, dang, look at you guys go. We're talking all about this. Yeah. That's really nice. So if you're Especially in Texas too, sorry, I probably shouldn't say that, but <laughs> on the podcast, but well, I, I think that's kind of, yeah. Like one of the episodes did feature a, 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 a suicide attempt and you know, it kind of showed like they were looking up maybe like what she was saying on online. And based on that, they were like, oh no, like this is, this is not good. And we need to get in here. Um, so it, it really covers a lot of ranges within mental health. Um, but I really, I've been really enjoying it. I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. Okay. Look at you, look at you guys go with your <laughs> pro mental health on the show. <laughs> wow. I love that. Um, Wait, what were you going to, you were going to say one more thing before we, before we did get into our movie talk? Oh, I think, um, we had on here, like how, how to help support someone if they're having a panic attack. So I know we, we talked a lot about kind of what helps us if we're going through it, Mm -hmm. but you know, like, I don't like being asked questions because that overwhelms me. I don't. I, I kind of just want to be left be, which I is something I'm able to communicate to people around me. So like my husband knows, okay, I'm going through something. He was like, here's my keys. If you need to just leave and be like in a, in a, you know, enclosed space, like giving me that, that out. Um, you know, you both mentioned you like having a presence there, someone with you. So mm-hmm. I, I teach mental health first aid to, to people and, that's one of the topics that we have because it's something that is really prevalent and something you might run into. So, you know, we teach like, how can you help support someone in while they're going through that? Um, And kind of the biggest and first and foremost thing with it is just asking someone like, have you experienced a panic attack before? Um, Because based on that answer, they're able to you know, they might be able to verbally tell you, yes, and this is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, if it's their first one, that's where they may not know if they've ever had one before, because it, a lot of like what we were saying can feel like pain in your chest. You can't breathe. It does look like an, a, an emergency. So don't be afraid to call an emergency services because you never know. I mean, it could be that someone's choking or they are having a heart attack because a lot of those symptoms are the same. So, you know, be okay to call 911 or call paramedics if you need that help. Um, and especially if someone's like, I've never experienced something like this before in my life. Mm-hmm. It's always a, better to be safe. Um, if they have, they can tell you or maybe walk, have you go, okay, I just need you to sit here and breathe with me or, um, you know, ask me some questions and maybe we can work through this. Um, I know for myself, like I'm able to verbalize exactly what I need in that moment. Cause I've just gone through them now and I, I know what helps. Or if I'm in a place where I can't get it to figure out, then I will turn to someone and go, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are like a few of those questions to like assess where they're at and how you can, can help give that aid. So that's really what we teach in like mental health first aid of, you know, do you know that person, you know, how, how can you assist them? And if they have had one before, you know, check out, ask them. And if you don't, I mean, see about their medical history, if they can, do they have, you know, like a bracelet or something that says that might be something else and not a panic attack and just be there with that person. 
Yeah, that's definitely good to know. I've had, I've been around a few people who've had panic attacks. One person's called me with a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always like, and I, I always, I feel bad for like sounding like a broken record, but whenever like someone has come to me with a panic attack, I'm always like, just focus on your breathing. Just make sure you're breathing, like focus on your breathing. And I say that over and over and over again. And I like, I'm like, breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I sound like such a broken record, but I feel like that's like what helps me the most. So like, I try to put that for other people and sometimes other people have been like no like you can tell me like you know they've been able to verbalize but some uh, some have like not been able to um but that's also good to know that like asking them like have you ever experienced a panic attack before is like a good thing to like start it out with yeah uh it's a great first question because I mean us having one we can maybe identify when it's happening but you know we also may not know that person's medical history like maybe they do got other things going on where it's it's not a panic attack and it's something that you know you need other help for so never feel silly or or dumb calling 911 because those dispatchers can help you and and maybe help de-escalate or if you feel really uncomfortable calling there you can always call 988 and Mm-hmm. that person can help you give you those tools. So if you are dealing with someone who's having a panic attack and you've never experienced that, call 980 and they'll help deescalate that situation or be able to tell you what to say or the questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, 988 is a good number. Also, can if you were to, if you were in the Orange County area and you were experiencing this, could you call the one line? Is that what they do? Yes. So I've actually done that. Um, I've experienced a panic attack. I was having a hard time calming down. I like, I was a mess and I felt alone and I called the warm line and just kind of was like, I'm, I'm having a panic attack. I am not able to calm myself down right now. I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And they just sat on the line with me and walked me through like, okay, have you tried breathing? Let's try this together. You know, maybe. And they were asking me those questions of like, what do you think triggered it? Um, you know, and, and try and work through it. And by the end of it, I felt a lot better. I mean, I was at least able to be in a more neutral place than when I was, when I called. So yeah, you can always call the warm line as well. Um, at either, either of those are there to help walk you through. So if you do feel like you don't have someone, that you can turn to, or, you know, someone you're trying to call and they're not answering, call one of those numbers. Um, yeah. they're happy to walk you through that. So true. Um, well, that's good to know. <laughs> good to know another. Okay. Now getting into our show talk, I've been watching a lot oh. of suits, <gasps> but there's a connection to this. Like I'm, I'm segueing this, but I'm watching I know this- where you're at. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of suits and I've like watched like the first, the ending half of it a lot. Cause I got really into it with mom when she was watching it, but then she finished it. And I didn't see like the first half I've seen like episodes here and there, but like I, now I'm like watching it like consecutively all the way through, but they talk a lot about mental health in that show and having panic attacks because Harvey like gets a lot of panic attacks when he like loses people in his life that are very important to him. And I just like love how much the show like talks about it. And like, they're just like, it's just so good. And I love that show. It's just 
it's just too good. So that's what I'm watching right now. I had to give a presentation. So I give a lot of presentations on anxiety and panic attacks. And I think I gave one that night. And then I was watching Suits and that came on. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was, that was such a good way to, I think, showcase because he totally tries to downplay it and blame it on other things. And she was like, mm, no, you're, no, you're experiencing a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's what I've been watching. And I started a new book because I wanted to. Um, it's called A Little Life. And I guess it's like one of those heart-wrenching books that is like basically going to make me sob profusely afterwards. Um, I'm like 30 pages in and I already started crying. So I understand why everyone is saying that, but it is really good. <laughs> but it's a hefty book. So I'm trying to get through that before the new year. Yeah. What about you guys? I wish I was better on the reading. I'm not. You know, it's hard to make time for it. Just got my shows right now. Yeah, I'm really sucked into that 911 now Lone Star, which I'm almost done. I have like two seasons left. (laughs) Yeah. Maddie, what about you? I, well, I just started, um, it's called murder at the end of the world i think is what it's called did you start that too i didn't but it's on my list how is it it's really good it has um the woman who played the young princess diana in the crown and uh she's so good i love her um i forget her name uh emma something emma corin yeah 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 i love her and it's amazing. You you guys should watch it. There's only two episodes out right now, I think, but it's so good. And then there's also the show on Paramount Plus, I think, called uh, The Curse. Oh, I want to watch this show so badly. Oh. It's so... Oh, with Emma, Emma yeah. whatever her name is. It's Thank so you. good. And it's it's like you're when you're watching it it's like you're in somebody literally um I was on the IMDB for it because I'm like mm-hmm. I need, whenever I like watch a show I need to know like everything about the show oh my I'm so I'm the same way I yeah. have to like deep dive into every little same. everything yeah and on the IMDB uh one of the like reviews or something said um something along the lines of like it's like an anxiety fever dream. Like watching the show is like you're in this like anxious fever dream. I don't know. It, and it describes it so perfectly. I was like, oh my God, that's exact. Cause it's so, <laughs> the way that they film it is so, I just, yeah, you guys should watch it. And it has Nathan Fielder in it who- he, I love him. So good. He did um this show called Nathan For You. Have you heard of that, Amanda? Mm-mm. Oh my god. Okay. Amanda, you okay. must you must. Okay. It's it is so good. Um <laughs> no, it's okay. Um basically I can I can fill this part in, but Nathan Nathan for you is basically this really like it's like a satir satirical, is that the word? Um yeah. like comedy type of show. But he's like this, he's supposed to be this like business like like <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it but he's like try he comes in and tries to help these businesses out with his like very out of the box ideas I and think like you've talked about this show yes. and like I know like 
the biggest one he did, like the most popular one that most people know him by is his dumb Starbucks whole like thing where he basically like did this whole thing that he could like take all of like Starbucks's stuff, but make his own version of it so he can make more money. And he called it dumb Starbucks. Was it, it was called dumb Starbucks, I think. So like he goes with these like master plans. He comes yeah. up with these master plans that are so ridiculous. And so like, who would ever think of this? And like, and goes to real business owners and is yeah. like, here's my plan. Like, let's do it. And the business owner's like, oh my God, there's a camera here. Like, this is a TV show. Like, okay. There's like, so I guess I'm gonna, many like... seasons of this. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also another show with him called The Rehearsal. Yeah. And that one is also like really wild. And he basically like starts it off of like trying to help someone, like tell someone like difficult news. And he, plans out every scenario that potentially could ever happen and then and he like makes the fake bar he like makes the whole setting and then and then after that he like goes into a, a different story of like like helping this girl like see if she wants children and then it gets like really deep like and he goes really really in depth into it but it is so funny so so funny yeah okay. yeah I have to look that one I'll watch that one yeah it's yeah. really good but he plays Emma Stone's husband in the curse. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's hilarious. All right, Kurt, I gotta watch it. Yeah. So thank you guys for opening up and talking about panic attacks today. I know it's like not a very easy conversation, but we did it. We did it. So I'm proud of us. Um, and thank you listeners for joining us today. If you like the show and want to help support us, please like and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. You can also leave a review. You can also take our little poll questions if you're on Spotify. Um, also, we would really appreciate it if you take our survey. Um, it will be linked in our show notes and it just basically lets us know what you guys want to hear and helps us continue growth this podcast. Um, and if you want to connect with us, you can find us on our social media. Our Instagram is NAMI underscore OC. Our TikTok is NAMI underscore OC. Our Facebook is NAMI Orange County. Our YouTube is NAMI Orange County. And you can email us at anxietysucks at NAMIOC.org. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Sucks. If you like this show, please rate and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps more people find the show and helps us share a message of mental wellness to people in our community. If you want to hear more of Anxiety Sucks, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Anxiety Sucks is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Anxiety Sucks is funded by the OC Healthcare Agency through the Mental Health Services Act.